This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we started recording this podcast soon after Lindsay Weber said the words, or something similar to the words, I watched Boss Baby. It's actually fine. Well, the thing that's weird about Boss Baby... Hold on, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I'm doing my best to quote this woman, this new woman. The thing about Boss Baby Me? is that in the Boss Baby universe, you're if you're not born a baby and you go to a family, you stay at the office and you're either a Boss Baby or in middle management. And then at one, the moment she said middle management, I like started hyperventilating and was like, we have to start recording the podcast because you need to tell me this while we're recording. So like the other night I had a few friends over and we got, you know, prop we got pizza and, <laughs> and we got other things and we watched Boss Baby um which which you might have heard of. Mhm. And I don't know why I was like confused there, but it stars the voices, the voice talents of um Alec Baldwin as the baby. Um, and right. other, uh, I think the Lisa Kudrow is the mom. There's one point where Lisa Kudrow, <laughs> as the mom, sings Blackbird <laughs> to the baby. Wait, like the Beatles song? Yeah, we got really obsessed with, like, Lisa Kudrow's, like, unreleased Blackbird track that we were going to, like, track down and listen to. <laughs> Did anyway, she have a nice voice? Yeah, kind, kind of. It was weird. Okay. Anyways, what was really great about Boss Baby is that when you are stoned, the world of Boss Baby doesn't make sense. Like, there's just no... Oh, yeah. It makes sense when you're sober, Lindsay. No. You just described babies working in middle management. But I'm just saying, like, when you're stoned, you're, like, trying to figure out how Boss Baby works. Because the idea is, like, there's this there's a place where the babies are made. In Boss Baby <laughs> land, like, no one has sex. I don't know. And there's no babies and no one gets pregnant. And somehow the babies just show up, right? And when the babies are going through the baby land, it kind of reminds me of the <laughs> Matrix. You know how they're, like, in those eggs and they, like, pop out of the eggs. And they go down okay. the water slide and then they're, right, like, Right, so they go down okay. the water slide. So the babies are, you know, oh, my God, you know what reminds me of? You know in um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where it's like good egg or bad egg and it's like the scale says like bad egg and she like pops through. Oh, she yeah, like yeah, falls yeah. through, right. Okay, so Boss Baby Land, the babies are like going down the thing and like there's this one baby who looks like kind of, who's, who's just acting kind of different, more like woke than the other babies, literally. And so the baby gets to the end of the thing and it says either you go to a family or you go to like work. So you're like, what does that mean? So he goes to work and he ends up being like a businessman. He gets like a watch and a suit and he's like a boss. And I guess these babies like run the baby factory, but they're also babies. I don't understand. And then like he has to go undercover because puppies are like, <laughs> they need to stop puppies because they're too cute. So they're like <laughs> taking away from the babies because people are going to have puppies and not want babies. You know what? I don't understand why in Boss Baby Land you can't have Wait, both. is this shaming? Is this shaming millennials who are choosing Honestly, to have babies later in life? Honestly, it's kind of about, like, family planning. Oh? Oh, Because they're like, God. oh, what if people have dogs instead of babies? Because, like, babies are annoying. It's shaming people who are choosing not to have babies? Yeah. And there's, like, a baby mastermind who's, like, making dogs really cute that never age. So they're like, the babies are like, fuck, like, what are we going to do? You know? Anyways. Also, I find this offensive to people who have fertility issues as though, like, Oh, they're choosing not to just get their baby from the boss baby company. Like, that's just very imagine rude being to stoned and like watching issues. a baby in a suit, like with a watch. And the best part is our friend Spencer, who's watching, goes, 
this movie's just like baby geniuses. <laughs> As if all baby movies <laughs> are not really similar. It's also kind of like, look who's talking um, now and one. We're talking about Boss Baby too much. Um, there are other things to talk about before we get into the show. Um, one of those things is we did a show with Michelle Collins last night. And it was so, so much, much fun. fun. Thank you to all the hooligans Thank who came. Thank you. We met so many hooligans. <laughs> They had a little meetup. And then some of the hooligans met each other at the Michelle Collins show. So thank you to Michelle Collins for providing a venue for our hooligans to meet mm-hmm. each other. It was so fun. That was, was so great. Fun. And then, and then guys, we saw Who afterwards because a Who came up to Michelle Collins. It was like, great show. And Michelle was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks Bobby hun. and I were just like. Best friends. <laughs> and Lindsay and I were just in a corner <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it was Christian Siriano and his, and his husband, whose name I always forget. Yeah, so I guess they know who we and, are now. Well, they didn't. We didn't even introduce ourselves. Yeah, but we they saw the like, show. Grrr. But they I saw guess the they show. Saw us. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Um, what else happened? Um, we met Irene from the real world. Oh, we met Irene from the real world. Um, um right. The one who got fun. slapped. Yeah, that was the one fun. who got slapped. We. Uh, no. You know what else happened? Tanache was in the Guardian. Did you see this? Tanache. Well, our girl Tanache was getting a lot of press and you would think that we'd be excited for Tanache to get a lot of press, but it wasn't exactly positive. And another like episode of Tanache can't win. Tanache does a big article with the guardian and literally cannot win. A lot of people have written about this, but right now we're going to play a clip of, um, uh, known <laughs> ch- expert on everything. Wendy Williams, <laughs> who definitely this. didn't read the full article. Let's just, def- be, let's be Let fair. Let me tell you something. Wendy got Wendy- a, got, Wendy got an index card with like a quote on it and like a few bullet points. Wendy did not read the article, but Wendy still stands. <laughs> so this girl, Tanache, you know her. I only know one song from her. She performed it here. I'm done until I'm gone. Um, how to go? It's all too on. I'm on one. Anyway, cute girl. All right. Well, she's blaming Beyonce and Rihanna for her lack of success. Now, what the crutch is going on? Why are you leaning on them for your lack of success, Tanache? Look, you're, you're a fine young woman. <laughs> but she's mad she hasn't become a household name. She's been making music since 2009. Well, you know what? Uh, Rome wasn't built in an evening. And Rihanna and Beyonce, this is their world, unfortunately. You gotta figure out how to get in there. She, she goes, there are hundreds of male rappers who all look the same and sound the same. But if you're a black woman, either you're Beyonce or Rihanna, it's very strange. Well. You're late on your discovery. <laughs> if you're a black woman talk show host, everybody thinks you want to be like. Oprah. Except I am. Wendy. <laughs> Speaking of uh, who's in articles who may or may not know who we are, let's say Tinashe doesn't. You know who definitely does know who we are now? I know who you're talking about. My friend. And his name is <laughs> my, Baby Driver. My my personal Baby Driver, Ansel Elgort. Baby uh, Driver himself. Thanks to Who Weekly listener and writer at Billboard, Rebecca. Uh, he now knows that Who Weekly exists. And 
in true Ansel Elgort fashion, now you kind of have to agree with me that he's the best in the way that he answered. First of all, I do not have to agree with you that Ansel Elgort <laughs> is the best. Um, but I will read the quote from Rebecca Peace and Billboard. Let's read this paragraph. This seems like the right time to tell Elgort that he is a frequent subject of discussion on Who Weekly, a popular podcast about not totally recognizable celebrities like Abraham. Um, Referring to a director that F. they Murray saw on Abraham. the street or something. Yeah. F. Murray Abraham. Um, who was who was he in Amadeus? I don't know. God, I forgot his fucking name. Who cares? Not Mozart, the guy he, who hates him. Why Amadeus. can't I? Salieri? Cool. No, you don't right? need to Did do I get this. That right? Salieri? Yeah, but Salieri, of course. I'm not a dumbass. I'm talking to myself. I'm convincing myself that I'm not a dumbass. Anyway, Ansel Elgort is like, I don't care about this podcast. He just goes, I don't walk around calling attention to myself. It's important to be able to blend in. Otherwise, you turn into a Hollywood douchebag. I'm sure plenty of people think I'm one, too. I'm super easy to hate, but it's fine. It's hard to be liked and successful. Well, it's just funny because as a rule... I don't know if you've kind of realized this. We're not totally in love when people mention our podcast to people who are famous and maybe not like offhand and won't understand it. It's not a good look for us. And really, it's not a good look for them because it's not it doesn't sound very nice unless you kind of understand very nice unless you listen. And when you know that we're not being like, because, you know. Malicious. We don't have to get that. We don't have to get into this. I'm just saying we we don't encourage this behavior. But it was cool that El Gort was kind of like, uh, okay. But then she relates it to to the fact that he uh, Frank Ocean came up to him at the Met Ball, and he that's didn't the really... best. That's the best yeah. part of this anecdote is that he yeah. he transitions from talking about who's to saying, oh, like I have another experience. He was at the Met Ball. Frank Ocean came up to him and he was like, oh, is this Frank Ocean? I can't tell. He's Why is he being so nice to me? And then Frank Ocean said to Ansel Elgort, um, you have an amazing voice. Yeah. And then after the Met Ball, the two of them hung out in Chinatown together. Oh, and then, quote, no one bothered us ever. Then My we dream. walked into an ice cream store with a lot of kids. And after two minutes, it was like, okay, let's bounce. Very cool. Part of me still sort of believes that maybe that wasn't even Frank Ocean. That it was just some <laughs> random person. Because he's like... He looks like Frank Ocean, but why is he being so nice to me? But he never actually confirms that it was Frank Ocean. You know what? El Gore is a very chill and earnest guy. I think you can tell by this interview and literally every other interview he's ever done. Also, the fact that he literally makes DJ music while trying to be an actor. He is, Mm -hmm. I think he is self-aware enough to to know the way that people see him, but also not too self-aware to get like uh, Anne Hathaway about it, you know? He he lives in a perfect cloud of kind of like eternal optimism, and that's why I like him Uh as a as a person, as a celebrity, as a who I've never met, obviously. Yeah, whom you've never met, obviously. (laughs) Um, moving on to another reference. What if this becomes an ongoing segment? Sometimes we were mentioned. I know. I kind of don't love this. I don't love this. uh, This this, uh, thing. I don't love this this thing. This is this is really funny. Um, Yeah. We saw this is actually worth pointing out because this is the first time that I can remember this ever happening. Um, so a star of Orphan Black, a show I do not watch, is Jordan Gavaras, who I did not know existed before this profile. Same. Um, in Vulture, he was talking about um, coming out. And so he essentially comes out in this piece, which is sort of a big deal. So he comes out in this piece. I guess if you know who he is, it's a big deal, but I didn't. But then at the end, he says, let's get to it. So this is how the freelance paradigm is affecting actors and content creators. Where then you have other actors who spend years toiling on working their craft and perfecting it is what they do. And they're losing jobs to people like that guy or to people like Bella Thorne or whatever. Who are these people? 
they're who's. Mm. I sound like such an asshole because I'm sure they're nice people and I'm sure they're very talented, but I wouldn't put money on them if I was in a position of power. But you get the idea. He mentioned who's. He just casually referred to No, and then he our says who. Bella Thorne, which means... He casually means... referred to our ultimate who, Bella Thorne, Well, you know what who. that means, though. He listens. Yeah. I was going to say, hello, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening, Jordan. Um, but this also does uh, bring up a question that I was asked on Twitter. And I I have an answer, but I feel like we should have, uh, we should come to an agreement on this so that mm-hmm. we can have, you know, the party line. Mm-hmm. Whose? Is this, do we put an apostrophe or are we just W-H-O-S? No apostrophe, I say. That's what I think too. Mm, so someone better call the copy editor at Vulture and tell them. Moving on to an actual story about uh, not just a who. After talking about ourselves for a good 10 minutes. But you're lucky you got that Boss Baby recap because that is going to be worth money someday. Let's talk about an actual, um, not just one who, but an entire communities of who's, which is in crisis mode, with good reason, um, Bachelor in Paradise. This this scandal, this controversy, this uh, incident has the potential to completely destroy this franchise and cost abc millions of dollars right i don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it is an actual like possibility that no other bachelor whether bachelorette bachelor bachelor in paradise will air after this no 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 no. bachelor and bachelorette are safe are they Mm -hmm. they're all produced by the same people when we get into it i'll explain to you why bachelor in paradise i learned when i was doing like research for this I learned but I mean, something. I'm just talking about straight up the brand. The brand. No, it's not about. I'm telling you, that's too big of a franchise for them. The Bachelor and Bachelor are safe. Bachelor okay, in well, Paradise. Okay, let's start from the beginning. We haven't even explained what happened. Bachelor in Paradise is not safe. Bachelor in Paradise is. I said 60 percent last week. Now I think it's like 90 percent not happening ever again. They're going to do a different Bachelor spinoff that's like they play games or something, some stupid thing where they play games. Anyways, where they go on the Gong Show. In case you missed it. Which like you're eating, aren't you? You're eating. Hold on. You got mad at me for eating yogurt, and you're eating some trash. I can hear it. What is it? Nothing. I'm swallowing it. What is it? Nothing. Okay. If it's Siggy's squeezy yogurt, I'm not I'm eating going yogurt. We we're not eating. We're not. I'm not eating on air. In case you missed it, here is the deal. Bachelor in Paradise is a show that is a spinoff of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, in which the Losers of those shows, all of the different bachelors and bachelorettes, you might have, if you heard our essay about our, if you heard our episode with Ashley I, we talked a lot about what happens to you after you're on the show. What do you do? Who do you hang out with? Da da da. Those people go to an island in Mexico, or not an island, they just go to Mexico, I think. It's an, I don't know whether it's an island or not. Let's not even, who cares? They go to Mexico and the show, the concept of the show, which is not a new concept by any means on reality TV, is they have to pair up with each other and vote for, like, couples have to come together on the show. And if you vote for the other, basically it's like a double blind kind of voting situation where you vote for each other. And if you stay together as a couple each week to week, you you remain on the show. And a lot of it's like, oh, I'm trying to find love, blah, blah. But a lot of it is like trying to win via, like, flirting with other people and trying to get them to vote for you while you're keeping your options open. And what's really devious about it is that going into the show, the producers know exactly who each contestant like has the hots for in the Bachelor series. So what they'll do is they'll like surprise them. So let's say you are there and you're like, 
you know, you want to stay on the show. So you're like, hmm, who can I like hook up with or who can I like go on a date with and who will who will vote for me, right, to keep me in this for longer because okay. I'm having fun, I'm in paradise, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And you're like, okay, um, Brenda's here. Like I'm dating – I don't know why I chose Brenda for you. But like Brenda's here. I'm like <laughs> like hanging out with Brenda. But then the, the producers know that there's this like guy named like um, – like Gavin that you really like. I don't know why all of a sudden there's no like Gavin gay. There's no like gay on the gay romance on this show, but I'm just making it fun for you. So like, let's say like they know that you have a crush on this guy named Gavin from like season two or something. They'll okay. bring Gavin. He'll show up and you're like with Brenda kind of, but then and Gavin like, shows up and you're like, Whoa! like, can I get a date with Gavin? And also Gavin comes in being like, oh, like Bobby's on this show. Like I'm going to try and like steal him. So basically it gets really, really devious when all these couples are being broken up, broken up and put back together, blah, blah, blah. It's a fun show. It's a fun show with a sense of humor and it's very popular and it's a summer show. So nothing is on. I don't know why it took so right. long to explain what that is, but it's fine. No, I mean, no, that's actually good because every time – I think the problem is, number one, the problem is I've never watched it before. Mm-hmm. But every time someone tries to explain to me the concept of Bachelor in Paradise, which has happened so many times, it is it's, it is sort of incomprehensible if you've never watched it. And I'm still – I am I feel like you sh- you did a better job explaining it than anyone no, ever has you. to thank me. You so much. But – um, I still don't really understand who you're voting for and why, and well, you why vote, you can't you just for why other... you can't just align with someone and be like, we're gonna be together this entire thing. And you can, we'll like, you can. Well, why doesn't everyone do it? Because then everyone's guaranteed money, right? Because people get, because it's an uneven amount of people, and everyone's trying to stay, and people get kicked off if they're not aligned with couple with another person. So it's the same amount of money divided by the winners at the end. So you really just want it to be two people at the end? Only, only two people win only two people win so it's only two people can win yeah i thought it was just like whoever ends up staying i guess i was also confused by the rules that's not it's not as much of like a game show thing it's just like they want to stay the longest to be on vacation the longest and be on tv the longest because these are like the thirstiest of thirsties you know like they're not Mm -hmm. you know they're like here to make friends kind of (laughs) to be Because the more connections they make to other Bachelor people and the more, like, significant relationships they have with people, the more they're going to be in the news after the show. So, like, okay, Nick Vile, who was the Bachelor last season, he was on Bachelor in Paradise, like, f- like three times or something. And he, every time, he got more and more likable. And somehow, by the end of the third season, when he didn't find love on Bachelor in Paradise, they were like, oh, you've become, like, a fan favorite, and now you're going to be The Bachelor. He worked his way up. He was a villain, and then he became kind of, like, a cool guy. Do you know what I'm saying? I see. I see, I see, I see. So it's, like, any way to sneak your way back into, like, the good graces. It's kind of like Housewives. Housewives come, they go, then they kind of come back. Speaking of, NeNe Leakes is back on ha- Atlanta. Oh, yeah, she's back. I saw, yeah. So, so you, you kind of, like, play the game where you try and get, like, you, you, you think you're too big and then you leave, but then you're like, fuck, that's my ticket. I'm getting back in. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that I've given you, like, the base level. Here's what happened, which is super interesting on so many levels, not just Bachelor levels, but on also, like reality also TV levels. Also, I think something I think something worth pointing out is that the show is meant to be like really fun and yes, uh, like fucking everyone is part of the show. 
like hooking Consensual up, kissing, like kissing, kind of like weird romantic gestures, like bikinis, like fun, right. so it's, shameless. It's just worth pointing. It's worth pointing TV. out because to be a cameraman and see people having sex would not be out of the ordinary. Is what I'm trying to say. People right? definitely hook up. Yeah, people definitely hook okay. up, and it's ref- it's referenced uh, on the show all the time, and and it's not a big deal at all. Okay, and there is alcohol, anyways. So Bachelor in Paradise started filming, was supposed to start filming or did start filming maybe did, yeah. two weeks ago or something. And it was going to, I think it's going to, it was going to air in August when it usually starts like July or August, but it was filming now to kind of get it going. The first day of filming, you have um, two people. You have uh, Corinne, I think that's how you pronounce Who her I name. I remember. She was the corn girl from the Nick season. Remember, she was like the kooky corn girl who, who loved her nanny girl, yes. or whatever. And yes. then you have DeMario, who, if you watch The Bachelorette, literally just got kicked off that show. And I watch, I've been watching this yeah. whole season, so I literally just watched that episode. He got yesterday. kicked off that show because he had a girlfriend who showed up to say, hello, you For have the a- basketball. <laughs> I was like, hi, I need to talk to Rachel. This is my boyfriend. <laughs> right. So usually because Bachelor in Paradise airs like a few months after The Bachelor Bachelorette ends, it's not mm-hmm. a huge deal for to have somebody from that show but because it had just happened it's kind of wild that he like showed up again in the news so soon after he was in the news for a different bachelorette franchise right so anyways what ends up happening is on the first day of filming a uh, news comes out that all of the cast members are headed home the show is canceled for the season um because of a uh an in an uh what was the wording used when they first announced it it was like um it was uh, allegations of misconduct on the set of Bachelor in Paradise in Mexico. We have suspended production and we are conducting a thorough investigation of these allegations. So at first you were kind of like, what happened? Right? And in right. my mind, I watched the show. I know exactly what happened. Somebody got too drunk and something got fucked up. Because that's literally the only thing that can really be misconduct unless people get into fights, right? That's the only right. – the other thing is people – but people getting into fights doesn't cancel the show. That makes it to mm-hmm. air. And those people mm-hmm. get kicked off and you watch them on they're TV. They're dying for fights. They're dying for – right. Like punching is like the dream, right? Like love <laughs> to punch. So basically it, it's revealed like the day later that what ended up happening – was um, allegations of sexual assault that basically on the first day of filming in Mexico. Um, well, that it was literally the first day. The first day, um, Corinne and Demario were hooking up and apparently um, she, uh, there's many sides to this story and there's many things flying around because it hasn't actually like gone to court slash been resolved, but she has released the same and she has a lawyer now. She lawyered up, he lawyered up. This has been like a few days after. So like pretty much immediately Pretty much immediately after this news came out for real, they both lawyered up. So I'll get, I'll start with just what okay. ended up happening. So apparently what they say is that a producer suspected misconduct on the set and reported it to his or her supervisor at Warner Brothers. It is mm-hmm. unclear if the producer witnessed the incident or saw footage of the encounter, which was captured on tape, which is another issue to even get into, before filing the complaint and set the investigation in motion. So the weird issue by this is that it was a third party producer meaning they didn't see it happen they either saw the tape or at this point we don't know whether they saw the tape or saw it live and then it comes out later that it was two different producers both female 
Um, Bachelor Steve said that it was a producer. Reality uh, Steve. When I say Bachelor Steve, Bachelor Steve. <laughs> Reality Steve, who does a lot of uh, Bachelor stuff, Bachelor reporting, has a lot of insiders. Said uh, was talking about this E Online story that said it was this producer named Shelby Adams who filed the complaint with a, without ever having seen the footage live or even on tape. There's another producer who filed a complaint named uh, who ref- who was referred to JB. He guesses Jessica Brown. Um, this this woman. They said that they filed complaints. Uh, based off other firsthand testimony of what happened, meaning either from the cast members or other producers. Okay, okay. Okay? So we don't really know, one, if there's a tape, if the tape was is still out there. I assume it's going to be brought up in court and, like, as testimony or whatever, like, as evidence. That's the right. wrong wording. Um, but so basically then what happened was Corinne had a statement. Her statement is very, like, intense and clearly – uh, just very intense. Her statement, um, I won't read the whole thing, but basically she says, I'm a victim and I've spent last week trying to make sense of what happened on June 4th. Although I have little memory of that night, something bad obviously took place, which I understand is why production on the show has now been suspended. And a producer of the show has filed a complaint against production. As a woman, this is my worst nightmare and has now become my reality, continued the reality star whom people previously opted out not to identify, blah, blah, blah. So... She basically comes out with a very kind of standard statement. You know, this happened to me. I don't remember. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm-hmm. Then DeMario releases a statement. He comes out with a statement saying, it's unfortunate that my character and family name has been assassinated this past week with false claims and malicious allegations. Um, I will be taking swift and legal, appropriate legal action until my name is cleared. Blah, 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 blah. You get it. You get what you get what he's saying. Yeah. These are both lawyer. Both lawyer speaks, kind of. You know? Yeah. Um. Uh, e online sources say that neither party both of them have not seen the footage basically this footage is kind of under lock and key somebody at abc is like this is not coming out of our um vault until a lawyer comes and gets it themselves or a judge comes and gets it themselves so obviously we can't we can't like really talk about like we can't speculate about what happened that night we can talk about the fallout so far and what people are saying about what they predict to happen to the show reality reality steve thinks it's done Really, Steve thinks the show is done, but here's the reason why. And actually, people report this, and this is the one thing that, as I was going through research, I didn't know. So, Bobby, the reason why I can tell you that Bachelor and Bachelorette will not be canceled along with this show is because mm-hmm. the reason why Bachelor in Paradise is going to be canceled because of this is because the Mexico Tourism Board is like, "Fuck this, we're out." So, people reported. And here's the state. Here's what happened. The show is most likely not going to resume filming. A production source told People exclusively. People's getting all the scoops for this, by the way. It's very interesting. It Wait, would... so people, so the Mexico Tourism Board foots a lot of the bill for this show. So listen, so it would seem impossible to do given the circumstances. But the main reason it will likely not be back is the majority of the bill for the show is footed by Mexico Tourism Board. They pick up the tab for practically everything in exchange for all the free publicity the show gives them, but it's not a good look and not likely to be something Mexico Tourism wants to welcome back. God. Isn't that That the like... It's wild that that's that's one of the reasons. That's wild. That's wild. The implication Mm -hmm. is that if the money were there, they would have just kept filming the show. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone out there, I mean, if you watch The Bachelor, you definitely have seen Unreal and Lifetime. And not, you know, that that show is fiction, clearly, but it is, uh, was created Bachelor by... fiction. Well, it was created by a producer who used to work for The Bachelor, and she puts a lot mm-hmm. of kind of truth in it, she says. And this is very reminiscent of something like that happening. And you can hear 
uh, or you can feel kind of what the drama must have been behind the scenes, producers ideally want this stuff to come out as the conversation around the show, not canceling the show completely. That's an ideal situation. Um, but clearly, if like a crime was literally happening and you're watching it, do you have the responsibility to say, we have to stop this? There were probably producers on set that saw exactly what was happening and didn't do anything, right? So oh, definitely. you have rumors spreading that this happened so-and-so. And even people who didn't see the tape firsthand and say, this is fucked up, heard that something had happened and said, I don't want a part of this. Like, this is, ridic- like, is going to come out and be awful. And then looking back, we're going to get in trouble for not having right. done anything. And then they're gonna, and then they're just gonna argue like, I mean, we just thought they were hooking up normally. We didn't realize this was on, this wasn't consensual, mm-hmm. and we're told to to film, you know, all the sexual encounters and all the like right. debaucherous stuff, and not and not uh not uh go in and stop anything from happening. And absolutely right. And so then you, and but then what would have basically might have happened was Corinne kind of sues ABC, or you know, she goes, she says like, look at this, this is this is you know clearly not right. I don't remember this happening, et cetera, et cetera. And this happens after. Um, my other favorite thing about this, this is like now we're like kind of in the what's funny about this. Nothing's funny about the actual thing. But on the side of this, it just in terms of like Bachelor, basically. Oh, God, this story. I oh know. My God. If you watch last season of Bachelor in Paradise, there's a couple. You've heard their names before. Jaden yes. Tanner. <laughs> We've talked about them. Right. Yes. So they met on Bachelor in Paradise. They were from two different seasons. They got together. They're married. Of course, they like posted an Instagram that was like, we're we're like so upset about what's happening with Bachelor in Paradise. Like, we just want to know, <laughs> you know, we had the best experience. Like, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, shut up. Shut oh up. Oh, my God. This is not like. It's not about you. It's not about you. And it's also not about like saving the the dignity of Bachelor in Paradise, a crappy reality spinoff of a crappy reality show, you know? Imagine if like. I had a good time at a bar once and then like 10 years later someone was murdered in the bar right. and I was like I don't want I don't want this murder to sully the reputation of this bar because I had a great night there in 2011. I'm telling <laughs> like, you it's just so ridiculous. Anyway, it's so ridiculous. It's like they're so mad that the way that they met is now sullied by this event. Anyways, two people who last season met on Bachelor in Paradise, Carly and Evan, if you recall, she hated him the entire time and he was literally edited to be a loser. And then all of a sudden, when she wanted to stay on the show, she was like, I guess I'll give him a chance. He keeps voting for me and I guess I want to stick around. Then she like fell for him and now they're together, which is wild. Um, they- <laughs> I know. I love this show. I'm so sad. It's I love leaving. love. I love how love works. Um, yeah, it's true. And so basically what ends up happening is they, they're going to get, they were going to get married this season, like on the show. That was going to be a special part of the, of the show. And they still want to have their fucking wedding event despite all of this. Jesus. Which is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, uh, um, so Reality Steve writes, the other big news coming up is Evan and Carly's wedding, which I told you last week is scheduled for this Saturday, the 17th. As of right now, I've been told it's still on. But with the way things are going, I'd say everything is up in the air. This wedding was supposed to be part of the Bachelor in Paradise season since it's being filmed down in Mexico, kind of like Marcus and Lacey's was, except, you know, this one is real and not just for TV. As of now, it's on, but I don't rule anything out. Does this mean ABC will give them their own one or two hour special? I don't know. But since they have no summer programming right now to coincide with it, it'll be interesting to see what happens and if they'll go through with it. My question is, Carly and Evan want to have a wedding that's like caught up in this like sexual assault? No, I I mean, 
for for someone's instinct to not be i'm gonna disassociate myself with everything related to this brand immediately is psychotic right and guess who also posted on instagram being like bachelor in paradise is not that like we'll always have fond memories our girl no evan okay good i was like very nervous that it was gonna be ashley oh well she might have too no she might have too but but evan did and so that i thought that was very interesting i mean they're all just trying to be like i get that it's like a bachelor is a community kind of as much as it isn't it's all these people all these Mm -hmm. alumni are part of this like community and they clearly don't want to be associated with like a scandal like this and and any type of like malicious you know thing but it's not a good look to immediately after something happens you don't know all the details to say like "Mm, bachelor in paradise is like actually good we had a fun time you know yeah is that a good so you think so you think it's gonna yeah so you think it's gonna be canceled Bachelor bachelor in paradise this season is canceled Bachelor in Paradise next season is also probably canceled. You think the show's done? Yeah. Unless it moves to another location. Unless some other country mm, wants to foot the bill. I just don't, I don't think, I just, I think they're going to cut their losses. And you know what? They supposedly, they've been developing other spinoffs for Bachelor. One's called like the Bachelor Winter Games, which kill me. I'm never watching that. But essentially like a road rules real world challenge situation, which, oof, gross. Oof. Um, well, thank you for that, Lindsay. That was like actually very enlightening. Was it? I mean, I think I yeah, think it was good. a lot of you probably know some of the details. The Mexico thing killed me. Um, and it's interesting. We're, I guess we're going to have to see Carly, how this... Evan and Carly got to go. Evan and Carly got to go. be in here anymore. Got to go. <laughs> like, got to no. go. Got to go. No, 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 no. It's not going to happen. And that it is <laughs> your wedding. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh... We should make not going to happen shirts next. Oh, my God. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. Um, What's next? Our final story. This is all you. Our final story before moving on to uh, Queen Rita, who isn't up to much this week. This was really funny. Um, so I saw this Us Weekly tweet that was like, Ty Burrell pooped his pants. <laughs> it's like Ty, It was like, OMG, Ty Burrell pooped his pants in Times Square once. Come to find out. <laughs> You click on it. I'm completely oblivious to everything. And so, like, you click on this thing, and I, like, sort of half read the story. And it's like, he soiled himself. He wrote about it, this story in the New York Times about how he, like, pooped his pants whenever he was going to one of his early meetings with an agent, like, quote, back in the day. Who knows when this was? <laughs> um, but what's really funny is that um, Who Weekly listener um, uh, Matt, who is, I believe, an Aussie. Hello. Um <laughs> listener from down under pointed out that the tweet says he pooped his pants but the headline says he peed his pants <laughs> and then added in the iconic o- oprah Lindsay lohan gif uh what is the truth and it's honestly like what is the truth did, did he Ty poop, poop or, his pee? Pants or pee his pants because he only says soiled so i'm reading the whole thing in us weekly i tried to click on the actual story in new york times but i'm past my limit and oh i, can't I have get it. my log in to work i have i can't get my log in to work I have, Lindsay. I have it i can read it if um, you want but i don't think he actually says he's you know he's writing for the new york times but he's not gonna write like i poop myself he says soiled himself he so says to... soiled in the piece too he doesn't right. actually say whether it's poop or pee no that's why i'm saying also, he there's a say huge... the, the new york times Difference. The New York Times would not. The New York Times would not allow him to write about like actual poop. Yes, or they pee. would. They yes, would say. They would. they would say. They would say you soiled. No. And so they're not like. But up, the problem they're not is, that I, uptight. I think it's actual poop. I think it's a little poop. I'm just sorry. If you read it. There is a huge it, difference like, between peeing and pooping yourself. A huge 
difference. Because he says he threw the underwear out afterwards. You, that's poop. Right? That's I poop. think it's because he threw the underwear out that's that poop. it's poop. Hi, I've been drunk before. Like, I've definitely peed myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like, if you're drunk and, and you sneeze and a little pee comes out, you can, like, carry on and, like, make it work. You got to get home. If you poop your pants, underwear goes in the, the un- in the trash. You throw the underwear in the garbage can. It goes so in the I trash. Think, I think he actually pooped himself. But, um, you know, there is no way of knowing. I just, I just uh, feel like this is bad also, journalism. You didn't find out whether he soiled, pooped or peed. I feel like soiling is a vague enough term, and I feel like people could use it broadly for any sort of, uh, you know, discharge that would occur in your underwear. What? Whoa. But I think, I think soil. The word soil. It means suggests poo, poo right? Not just pee. But like also, if I peed myself, say, I would be so like, oh, I soiled get, myself. So where do they get pee from? I don't know. I think he pooped, right? He would pooped. you say soiled if he you pooped. peed? I guess he you could. Pooped. You wouldn't get in trouble if you said soil for pee. He pooped. <laughs> he pooped. Okay. I feel like we, we just want to keep saying he pooped. Ty Burrell pooped his pants. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens of people want to all about the number one who Lindsay Bobby tell us now What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? So, Lindsay, did Rita poop her pants or pee her pants this week? She didn't poop her pants or pee her pants, but she did wear striped pants. Okay. And Us Weekly compared her to um, that Robin Thicke outfit from the MTV <laughs> Music Awards where he wore, like, Beetlejuice pants or whatever, the Blurred it's, Lines performance. It's weird that people call out Robin Thicke instead of just saying Beetlejuice. It's we- Yeah. Cause it's, like when Robin, it's like when Robin Thicke wore Beetlejuice pants. It's like, no, it's just like when Beetlejuice wore Beetlejuice pants. Right. So she wore um, striped pants um, at the airport, and they wrote about it, and whatever. That's fine. Um, then what else happened? Um, she did something good. She did some charity stuff. What'd she do? She did, because uh, that awful tragedy in London with the Greenfell Tower that com- completely burned down. Um, oh, I think 12 people are confirmed dead. I think they're expecting to find um, uh, more people who died in it, which though it's awful. Like, you've seen all, like, you know, London is mourning, you know, British celebrities are all going out in droves and mm-hmm. supporting him every way they can. So, mm-hmm. of course, Rita's getting involved. Um, Rita went to somewhere. Rita went somewhere where they were collecting donations for the, I guess, the residents who survived, but now they're homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, organized, she organized the stuff. And so I'm actually on her Snap story right now. And she's looking very sad. So she has a selfie um, with her and her aviators, her yellow tinted aviators looking very, very sad. And she says, on my way to Rugby Club Walker Road to help out, please come if you can. Love Rita, which is very nice. So mm-hmm. she told people where mm-hmm. she's going. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a video of her wearing all. Also, gotta say, once again, Rita's so good at sponsoring those brands. Guess what? She's in all Adidas. <laughs> yeah, at least she's not wearing her, at least she's not wearing her like bra line just a bra, you know? Got those logos out. Um, and she's sorting out donations. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there for a while. She mm-hmm. was there for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for Rita. Yeah. So Rita did a good thing. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. What else did she do? 
Was that it? I, that's really it. She went shopping. Uh, what's funny is when Bobby she's was still with that same guy. Bobby was this, I don't even know who he is. Andrew, <laughs> boyfriend Andrew. Andrew Watts. Yeah, yeah, the guy because he looks like the workaholics guy. I didn't really know who he was. Uh, when Bobby was talking about Rita doing that stuff for charity, I I literally like this is it's a terrible thing, but I couldn't get out of my head that scene from Clueless where Cher helps <laughs> out with the Pismo Beach disaster and she's like walking by with like her family's like skis <laughs> and he's like I don't think they need your skis. <laughs> Do you know that scene where I'm talking yes, about? Yes, of course. And she says, just, they lost everything. Don't you think that includes athletic it's equipment? It's just, it's so dear to my heart. It's also so earnest, just like Rita. She's like giving, she's just trying right. to give all this stuff from her house she's that nobody needs. To help. I know. And also. She's just trying to help. Oh, it's so good. And that scene, one of my, that's also one of my favorite parts of the movie because um, Travis, um, what's his face? Um, what's his name in real life? The guy who plays Travis. Brecken Myers has oh, this great mind. moment where he they're dropping off all this stuff and and he brings up a bong and he and he goes uh, I don't know where this goes and the the person goes well um my my parents or ki- uh, I think the kitchen kitchenware and he goes yeah that's where we kept it and when I watched that as a kid I think I first saw this movie when I was real, like 11 or 10 no clue what that was did not get that joke did not know that was a bong didn't even <laughs> have any concept of what it was and like I remember maybe the 16th time I saw it it clicked that that was a bong and I'll never forget that moment it was such an important moment for me where did you keep the bong in your house I kept my bong hidden in a closet in my in my bedroom <laughs> but one time on it bong? like spilled and then like the bong water got and my mom smelled it and then I got in trouble meanwhile my dad was keeping weed downstairs like somewhere else I was, was like, like yeah where did your dad yeah, keep well, the bong everybody in my house was like keeping weed somewhere not secret essentially <laughs> My whole my whole adolescence was just like me hiding weed from my dad hiding weed from me is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! Does your dad listen to the podcast? I know he'll never hear this. Um, but like someone I mean, will tell he him. He wouldn't even care. He wouldn't care. No, he wouldn't. I mean, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's still. Um, it's that's still really true. funny. Oh, uh, that's really funny. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, it's good. <laughs> me hiding weed from my dad. Hiding, hiding weed from, from me. Yeah, okay, it's great. Um, we're done. Talking about the Webers. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you so much to, I already forgot his name, Jordan Gavaris for listening. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, you Jordan. Great. You seem great. Thank you to uh, Rebecca at Billboard for bringing us up to Ansel Elgort. Um, how horrifying. Yeah. Um, uh, but and... I hope you also gave him my number, including, <laughs> in you know, also just so he'll call me and say hi. Mm. Mm. I'll be I'll be in your pa- I'll get shotgun if you're the baby driver. Beep beep. Lindsay. I'm the baby driver. <laughs> what else? What else? Who do we think? Uh, Katie and Eric of the Who's iconic. And yes, we will do our own show very soon. I'm thinking the fall. Think in the fall. Think in the fall. Um, Think in somewhere in Brooklyn. We love Brooklyn. Be, you know. That will be soon and possibly more places than Brooklyn as well, TBD. Um, anyways, thank you for listening and have a great week. Yeah, have a great week. Bye. You will say that. They want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. I whole my whole adolescence was just like me hiding weed from my dad hiding weed from me. That was a headgum podcast.